you figured it out. We hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just hope, hope life is going well. We are on our sixth episode. Woo-hoo! We're halfway through our season, technically. Yeah. We're doing a 12-episode 12, 12 season. And we're really having a lot of fun, and we really thank you guys to our faithful listeners who have stuck with us past one and two. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many of you. (laughs) But we are excited for today's episode. We think it's a big part of life in general. Yeah, very much so. Um, Jobs. I mean, Mm -hmm. point blank what it is. Uh, We we acknowledge the elephant in the room right now. And if you are a faithful listener, you you recognize that to this week's episode was supposed to be about fitness. And we were going to do a workout challenge. And we were going to t- talk about how that experience was. However, we didn't do our workout challenge. Mm-hmm. And so instead, we're talking about something that we have to actually do every day. Right. And fitness There's is a lot one more of accountability for our jobs <laughs> and fitness right now. Yeah. However, we do say at some point we will do fitness. Yeah. We want to. We also want to, like, put more into it so we can actually figure things out. Instead of just being like, oh, we did one challenge, now we can talk to you guys about Mm -hmm. it. We want to intentionally, like, investigate and, I don't know, (laughs) Well, that being said, we both have a nice little (laughs) taco bar next to us, and we are ready to chat with you about the ways of jobs. Mm -hmm. So, like, Tosh, what was your first job you ever had? My first job was actually working at a flower shop. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I was um just one of the little people that like watered all the plants you know and help <laughs> yep. customers they're like oh mm-hmm. I want a plant that grows well in sun mm-hmm. I'd be like okay don't buy a hafsa and that was the extent of my job yeah but <laughs> how old were you 16 okay mm-hmm. did you did you want to get the job or did your mom or dad say like okay it's time for you to have a job Go I think a little money. bit of both mm-hmm. I wanted to in the sense I was like oh like at that time everybody starts getting a job mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun it's new and it's nice to have money I got paid so little right. but it was still nice one of my really good friends worked there too oh so that fun. made it a lot mm-hmm. more fun yeah yeah no what was yours mine well I grew up on a farm mm. so I feel like that's kind of my first job just like working on the farm my first official job where the paycheck wasn't written out by my dad was, well, let's see. I started around the same time. I taught swimming lessons mm-hmm. and lifeguarded, but I also started uh, work doing like dishes at a retreat center. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Which was super fun. Like it's not glamorous at all to me. Yeah. I was a dishwasher, but it was so fun because it really like dishwashing was only like 25% of the job. I, I got to help in the kitchen. It was more like a kitchen aid. Yeah. But it, yeah. You get to know a lot of, like, campers and yeah, staff Yeah, it was then. really cool. It was people that came in for retreats, and it was – sometimes it was kids. Sometimes it was older people. Sometimes it was – I'm going to just say it – kind of weird groups. But <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. I got to hear a lot of cool stories, and a lot of cool groups came in. And it was, again, it was my first job. I worked with amazing people, and I really loved it there. It was just so unique. It yeah. wasn't like I worked at Subway or – nothing against working at Subway, but it was just so different than what – a typical 16-year-old job is. So I really love that. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think, like, one thing, like, I feel like coffee shops are such a first-time or first job, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I never had, but I feel mm-hmm. like I would have enjoyed doing that. Yeah, like, I really back. think the growth of Natasha's coffee thing could have bloomed from <laughs> your first job. could have. No. I do think working in a coffee shop would be fun. Mm-hmm. Not a Starbucks, but, like, a little local coffee shop 
where you get to know the locals yeah. and you just get to talk to people versus just crank out orders all day mm-hmm. would be a cool job to have. I think so like. too. Mm-hmm. But so that was those are our first jobs, and we both we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but. How, like, your first jobs and even your jobs up until, like, after college aren't really career jobs. No. But you have to have those. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're very much just, I feel like they're a hodgepodge of, like, oh, I did this because this was near where I lived. Or Mm -hmm. this is just, like, what I could do because I was a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. I mean, knowing you, like, you have a really just random array of jobs. I do. Yeah, you worked at that floral shop. But, like, what are some of the other jobs you've done? Well, I worked in a bakery, which was Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit similar to a coffee shop, but that was, I worked there for quite a few years, Mm -hmm. um, which was very, not me in a sense, because I started at (laughs) 6am, and everyone who knows me knows I hate mornings, Um, but we had free coffee there, so that helped. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I worked there for a while, and then I feel like the weirdest job I've had is I repaired uh, medical equipment, Mm -hmm. which is also very outside of my skill set. Um, I remember one of my coworkers, like a few weeks after I started, he was like, so Natasha, like you're in college, what are you studying? And he totally thought I was going to say something like math related or engineering, mm-hmm. because that's what they all have degrees and yeah. stuff. I was like, I'm a communications major. <laughs> and he just stared at me. He's like, why are you doing this job? Really- but, um, money. it was cool. It was great money. And I was really, act- it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I learned a ton. Yeah, that's true. So like super random jobs. Very. But that's kind of, I think what like before you start a career you can do mm-hmm. and it's so fun because now all of a sudden someday you're gonna be like oh you have that piece of equipment in yourself like I yeah. helped manufacture that or do whatever Honestly. that is <laughs> I don't know I jobs are a big way of like experiencing different areas of life yeah for sure know. and like meeting different people mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily like they're not people that you're friends with per yeah. se but they're people that you're interacting with mm-hmm. a lot and you do just yeah like appreciate them I guess mm-hmm. I think for being so young, it's one of the easiest ways to experience life. Yeah. I Before agree. you can travel and really like go out of your shell. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not talking a whole lot about like those kind of jobs, though. We want to talk more about just like getting a job out of college. Yeah. Or just any job, but specifically kind of what it looks like out of college or high school, whatever, whatever kind of path you take. But finding more of a job that's not like, oh, my grandma recommended me to her friend who needs someone to water her flowers. Or, yeah. oh, I I took this class and now, like, I'm automatically in this job. But actually searching for a job. And we kind of have a process that we thought of. Yeah, just, like, how do you even begin when you're looking at, like, because it is overwhelming. For us, I know not everybody has this, like, pattern for life. But, like, for us, we graduated college. And then it was, like, okay, now we're finding a job. Mm-hmm. And that's just overwhelming, I think, because you're prepared to a certain degree, but then it's like, how do you begin that? Like, how do you actually start finding jobs and where do you look? Yeah. So yeah, we're kind of walking through our timeline, which we both kind of think we followed a traditional-ish timeline mm-hmm. of graduating and then like needing to find a job. Yeah. And granted, you throw COVID in there, it was really just messed up in a way. It was. It wasn't like- It was very stressful. Yeah. I think it's always stressful, but then you throw like a world pandemic in there. <laughs> but so the first first step, just finding jobs mm-hmm. and find yeah, finding what you want to even do. Which first off is a question which, onto itself that we cannot <laughs> tackle because we don't know. Yeah, we're not the experts there. We're still figuring that part out. It's very much. I think like you you have an idea 
I think like you graduate high school and you're you're a person to like that extent of like you've you've had that many life experiences, you've known this much about the world, then you go to college. And your perspective on like what you enjoy and what you want to do can shift in that period of time. But then you like graduate with a degree that's supposed to not like define what you're interested in, but in a way it's kind of like, okay, here's what you want to do. And like, these are the jobs then that you're qualified for, I guess. And if we haven't already said this at some point in this podcast, Natasha and I are both comm majors, communications Mm -hmm. majors, and we actually both have a marketing minor. Yeah. Which is kind of funny (laughs) because we didn't plan that. No. Um, But, but we, it's super broad. Very. Which is great. And it's also horrible. It has, yeah, it's very much like, oh, you can do anything, and also you can do anything, so it's really hard to Mm -hmm. narrow down a search and be like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. Right. So we're kind of speaking from that background, too, Mm -hmm. of when you go into education or elementary education as your degree, you're going to get a job doing elementary education. Or when you go into nursing, I mean, I know there's so many types of nursing, but you're going to work as a nurse. Exactly. And so we have the experience of kind of a lot of freedom and flexibility onto where we want to go. Yeah. Which, when it comes to looking for a job, getting kind of back on topic, <laughs> we, we had a broad range of what to look for. It's not like we could just type in the search box, elementary teacher. Oh, my goodness. You type in communications to, like, your basic search engine for, mm-hmm. like, jobs like Indeed or LinkedIn or whatnot. And that's not a site, but just, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, communications comes up with so many different results. Mm-hmm. You could be working in medical field. You could be working in a real estate office. You could be working in politics. You could be working in um, engineering. Like, because there's so many different aspects right. of communications that go into all these. And then yeah. each job is so different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is very much, like, very, it, you have so many so much potential, but it is very overwhelming, right. too. So I, when I was looking for jobs, I started out kind of looking in LinkedIn, but also doing a lot with Indeed. Mm-hmm. That's where I did a lot of searching. I also, I have a big interest in nonprofits. Yeah. And I really want to work in nonprofit. And especially like, I think just with my background, that was something I was really wanting to do and passionate about. And so I used Minnesota Council of Nonprofits to look for jobs mm-hmm. as well. Um I didn't end up in a nonprofit. I work, but I do work with a small company, which is very different than a nonprofit, but it also has yeah. lots of similar aspects of just the smallness. Anyway, so the, I've looked at that site along with LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Indeed, which you kind of touched on. Yeah, I think those are like the main. Mm-hmm. I know for me, a lot of times I would look on one of those bigger sites. And then sometimes I would just go on to like different companies or mm-hmm. different. I was interested in like working with higher education too for a little while. And, like, look at what are job openings at specific yeah. places. Because mm-hmm. you might as well just check if you know you yeah. want to work for a specific mm-hmm. company. Yeah. One tip I would say is if you if you do find a job on LinkedIn for a, for somewhere, let's just, for the scope, scope of the show, <laughs> let's just be like you find a job that you want to work for Target headquarters. So you, I would suggest going to Target's website, mm-hmm. Target's employer website, instead of applying on LinkedIn yeah. or Indeed. That's me personally. I don't think there's any right or wrong way, but that's what I would try to do just Mm -hmm. because then it was like, you know exactly what they're asking for versus going through this third party Mm -hmm. site that may or may not have everything Mm -hmm. specific. There were a few jobs that I saw the, um, like the description on Indeed and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the actual job or the actual company site 
and it was different. There are a few things which when you're writing a cover letter or when you're tailoring your resume, like you want to know those specific mm-hmm. points yeah. of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just helps you to have a better idea of the company overall. Yeah. And stand out more as a candidate, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another thing, another place to look is, or not really look even, but if you really know what you want to do and you have a small area that you're looking about, asking around, especially mm-hmm. if you know people and doing that networking game is huge. Yeah. I, networking is scary, but I know it works. Mm-hmm. Like it, it works, but it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It can be fun, but it's, it's kind of a game. It is. And it also, I feel like networking is a little bit like speed dating in a way. Like mm-hmm. you have a few yep. minutes to be like, hey, here's all my good qualities type of yeah. thing. And also like a few minutes to hear all the good qualities about the company mm-hmm. or nonprofit, whatever. Yeah. But it is very much like, did I say enough to stand out is what I feel like yeah. it ends up being, mm-hmm. which sometimes like you can and, or you just connect with somebody because yeah. that's how you know mm-hmm. it goes. I but went, Yeah. I went to a networking event in college mm-hmm. and it would, it, yeah, speed dating is a great way to describe, not that I know what speed dating is like, which I think would be kind of cool in, like, this weird way. I don't know. Like, wouldn't that be fun? I feel like it'd be very entertaining. Yeah. And I think maybe as an extrovert, that sounds more exciting than maybe an introvert. Yeah. And, like, oh, it's fine to meet people. Anyways. But the networking event was very, like, you have to walk up to someone and just kind of be vulnerable and just mm-hmm. go for it. And I was really, I got a really cool opportunity out of a networking event I went to where this marketing agency, this girl was just like, hey, it was a, it was an egg marketing agency. Yeah. And she was like, I really love that you have a farming and agriculture background. Would you want to come in and do like an informational interview and just tour our company? Mm-hmm. Which looking back, I realized like, wow, they don't often give mm-hmm. that out. They have to, you have to ask for it. So that was a cool opportunity yeah. I got to do. It didn't amount to anything, and I think if I would have pursued it more, not saying I would have gotten it, but I, I didn't pursue it as well as I maybe should have. But a networking event gave me that opportunity. Yeah. And I could have, if, if that's something I wanted to pursue, you could have done that. I could have done that. Anyways, networking is huge, and I think it gives you an up on anyone else. I think so, too. Another aspect of networking that's, like, a little bit different but still in that same vein is, like, internships. Mm. I think a lot of times – well, internships just provide you with professional experience. Yes. But you also, you meet people that are working in that field. You you rub shoulders with different people from mm-hmm. other companies too because you're, you're working with them as well. And so I think pursuing internships, if you have the chance, really helps. Mm-hmm. It gives you a lot of opportunities yeah. to, to get your foot in the door, I think. Mm-hmm. Internships are cool. They can be stressful, especially... Mm-hmm. Like when you realize you're actually working, it's kind of your your transition into doing homework assignments versus real life work. Yeah. But I think that's it's so important and it's a nice little segue when you're in a major like what we are in, mm-hmm. like you know stuff like that. Yeah. So Natasha and I actually did an internship together. Yes. <laughs> our senior year of college, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I think that networking thing came in. We when we first met with our internship supervisor. He was like, what are you interested in? Where do you want to mm-hmm. go after this? And we both kind of shared a little bit. And he was super passionate about, like, connecting us with people. Mm-hmm. Like, every point he was like, oh, I know someone that I could talk to you about. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And I'll I'll get you contacts for that person. Mm-hmm. All of that. Which was really fun. Yeah. Um, a little bit of, like, backstory. That internship was right during, right before COVID, that mm-hmm. um, semester. Yeah. So it went from being really hands-on and, like, looking at doing a lot of events mm-hmm. in the latter half of the semester to just social media. Social media. So Which, that was really yeah. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, internships, huge, especially when you get to like the next point of doing an application mm-hmm. and applying for a job that once you've kind of decided you want to, you want to pursue this job, I guess it's, it comes down to applying and applying typically there's sometimes is an application. Sometimes it's simply submitting a resume. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. you have a cover letter in there. Yeah. I would suggest point blank to always throw a cover letter in. I think so too. Mm-hmm. It gives you more information on who you are, why yeah. you want that job. I mean, mm-hmm. a resume just shows you what you've done, but like, I think a cover letter can explain more of what you want to do. Of course. Yeah. Cover letters are huge. I think they just set you apart when you're applying for a job where there's over, uh, over 50 applicants. Mm-hmm. It shows that you cared enough to sit down and write a letter versus just submit the same resume you have on file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, though, I think cover letters are becoming more and more, like, required. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I was looking at jobs, like, a lot of them were just, like, it's expectation you'll send yeah. in a cover letter. Mm-hmm. So that is something to keep in mind. And this is potentially because we are common marketing True. in that field where communication, and that's a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they're important. They do give you an opportunity to, like, personalize your resume instead of just having it faxed on a piece yeah, of paper. exactly. Um, with that, though, in resumes, I don't think – I personally think you shouldn't submit the same resume to every mm-hmm. job. I think, like, when you look at a job description, there's going to be key things that stand out that they want. Mm-hmm. And, like, why not make your resume and your cover letter say those same things? Yes. You know, be like, I've done that. Let me tell you exactly that I've done that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to guess to see. You know, like, maybe they've done this in the past jobs. Yeah. Like, you, you tell them that you have. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that goes a long way. When I went through kind of the job – search and did that whole game I had resumes up the wazoo like Mm -hmm. I had a two-page resume and with all the experiences I've done and like a bunch of bullet points under each one explaining my skills and then when it came to each job I would delete the things that I was like does this apply to this job nope delete it and I would cut it down to one page um because I think one page resumes Mm -hmm. are kind of the way to go especially like when you have so many applicants but yeah cover cover letter resume there are occasionally times when you have to submit work writing samples yeah. or creative samples if you're kind of doing that kind of job. Mm-hmm. It really depends. And again, we are only speaking for our types of career options, but the application game is hard. Like It is. And it's mm-hmm. long and it's discouraging. Like, let's yeah. be honest, you're not going to get a ton of yeses back right away. Like, mm-hmm. usually it's, there's a lot more no's than there are yeses. Yeah. And sometimes even a yes doesn't mean you got the job. It means mm-hmm. you made it to the next step. And sometimes the yes is from the job that you're like, I didn't want that one. I just yeah. applied for it because mm-hmm. it fit, you know? Right. So then you're you're still searching. Yeah. So if you do get past the application stage, you still have to go through a whole other step of interviewing, mm-hmm. typically. Which is in and of itself a job. Like, mm-hmm. it takes so much time. Yeah. Interviewing is hard. Right now, it's incredibly different just with COVID. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, you're, you're not going to always – you're not going to invite – 20 applicants into a, an office, mm-hmm. especially in the heightened area of COVID. Well, and so many offices are simply remote right now. Mm-hmm. They're not even in there. So everything's virtual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And virtually interviewing is a completely different different thing than in-person yeah. interviewing. I mean, I think the main difference is like you don't have the chance to be like, hi, I'm meeting face-to-face with you. I mm-hmm. can't like, you know, like look you in the eyes easily if you're yeah. interviewing with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Like that's even more difficult yeah but that said I think it's something that's probably gonna stick around more yeah. than not very much so this summer I there was one day in specific where I had a virtual interview in the morning and an in-person interview that afternoon 
And I remember just being like, oh, I have two interviews tomorrow, yet I'm not even, I like, I feel like I only have one. Mm-hmm. Because the virtual interview, it was that morning, it, it was just no stress. I yeah. could write down, you know how you practice interview questions and you just kind of have things. I could write down things I wanted or I could just mm-hmm. have things right to pull off of. And I just wasn't nervous. Yeah. The in-person interview, that was what I was stressing over even during my virtual interview. Well, I think too, like with in-person interviews, you're going to a new location, which mm-hmm. just in that, like you're finding parking, you're finding the right office building, oh. you're meeting the people yeah. that you're like, hi, are you this person? You know, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of versus yeah. like, here's the Google um, meet the type link, of thing, yeah. the Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> Log in on time. Exactly. Have a nice background. <laughs> Wear a nice shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Interviewing also, it's like, what do you wear to an interview? Oh, my goodness. It's That's stressful. so stressful. Because, honestly, if you overdress, people are going to be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You're such a stiff person. <laughs> but so, then you under- underdress, and they're like, what do you think do you we are? Like, yeah. This. General rule of thumb, it's always better to overdress than underdress. I think so. But but then with a virtual one, like, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. You know. One thing I did a lot was I did my homework going into inter- any interviews and mm-hmm. not specifically for what to wear to an interview, but just <laughs> in general. First off, know the company you're interviewing mm-hmm. for. I never had, I didn't have this as much as I've heard in like marketing classes or leadership opportunities I've gotten. But like sometimes companies would, or companies would talk about when they were giving advice for interviewing, they would ask like, what do you, what do you like about our company? And people wouldn't even be able to say anything yeah. unique. Yeah. And if you don't care about the company, they're not going to care about you because exactly. you want to show them that you want to work for them mm-hmm. and you care and you're going to like do your best for the company. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you don't know anything about the company, I don't know. Yeah. That's not a great place to start. Mm-hmm. I think you just pay to do research ahead of time. Yeah. No, like, yeah, specific questions based on, on the company, what they're doing, mm-hmm. why they're doing it. Um, and then also like why you think you're going to be a good yeah. fit for that. Like know that going in, in almost mm-hmm. like a thesis statement of like, yeah. this is what I, why I, we're having this interview. to so talk about why I'm a great fit for mm-hmm. you guys, because I know so well of who you are and why I fill this position. Yeah. I competed. I was an FFA growing up through high school and I competed in a, in a competition called employment skills or job interview. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a lot of like, even the life things that we're talking about today of doing an application, doing a phone interview, mm-hmm. doing an, an in-person interview, doing the follow-up of that and all of that. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. thing when it comes to interview questions that I was coached on was first off, find, find what they need. Why are they asking for this position? Tell them that they need it. And then say, here's how I will fill that. Like, yeah. show them their mm-hmm. needs and then fill them it to a T. Yeah. And then use stories. Use examples of, oh, you need someone who is super proactive. And one time when I was at camp and I noticed something was happening, I was proactive and made sure this didn't happen. Yeah. And to to really use your life example and show that you're experienced in doing things, even if it's not like, I know exactly how to do this job. Mm-hmm. It's I know how to use the skills that are required for this job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think too, like one thing is how do you end an interview? Like, or how do you end the interviewing process? Because you can go in super prepared, but like the back end of it is just as important too. Like following up afterwards and, mm-hmm. and just like how you do research before the interview, like pay attention when people are talking in the interview for specific themes that they yeah. said, um, their names, like make sure you remember who's who Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. and send an email that's specific to them. Mm-hmm. I think like that's really, really important. Yeah. I, I did yeah, the same thing. I once, when I interviewed with a previous employer, 
I interviewed with their whole development department. Mm-hmm. And I, first off, I interviewed with five of them. So there was a lot of people. And yeah. so honestly, what I did afterwards, I remembered their names. I, okay, so back up, sorry. After the interview, I literally went to the caribou across the street. <laughs> and I just sat down and I wrote all of their names. And I wrote like one thing that they mm-hmm. each said that I really wanted to like remember. Yeah. And then. And then I emailed the HR person who set up the interview and I said, hey, thanks for lining that up today. I had a great time. Can you give me all their emails? Mm-hmm. And like, they're there to do that. And first off, they're not like, whoa, you didn't ask for their emails. Like that would have been weird. Yeah. Honestly, it would have been weird to be like, can I have your email? Because I'm going to follow up with you in two hours. Like, yeah. I think maybe it's not, but I think it would have been, it would in that situation, it would have. The HR director was like, yeah, here they are. I'm glad it mm-hmm. was, I'm glad it went great. And I could email all of them. Yeah. And I had a specific thing to say to each of them. I was like, wow, I really appreciated what you said, or I'm excited for this thing that you said, or your job seems really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important that you like leave them thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, she cared about it was important to her. Yeah. And that, yeah, they're just, they remember that. Especially if you're going to be working with them. Yeah. And like, you need to, because the people you work with are a big part of your life at some point. Mm-hmm. So you want to obviously start off on a good foot. For sure. Yeah. I think, like, one other thing about the interviewing is, like, the different types of interviews. Because, mm-hmm. okay, so you talked about, like, kind of a development one with, like, mm-hmm. people that you'd be working directly with, yeah. but also a lot of them. It wasn't just, like, your direct supervisor. Right. It was, yeah, the whole board. And it was, we are a team. We are the development team for this mm-hmm. foundation. And she works with grants. She's the event coordinator. She's this. She was this. And this is the girl that you would be shadowing and you mm-hmm. guys would be working together. And it was, like, this is how the whole team works. Um. I don't know. It was a really cool team. Really so cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but then there's also like HR interviews, which yeah. are just like, are you good for this company mm-hmm. first and, and the position, but you're not working with like directly, you're yeah. not interviewing directly with the people you'd be working mm-hmm. with per se. Right. Typically, you're HR. <laughs> yeah, true. Typically, I think that's a phone screening mm-hmm. where they don't ask specifically about this the job you're interviewing for they just ask with your human skills yeah and I don't know what are your strengths or your weaknesses always expect to get those questions mm-hmm. by the way uh when is your desired start date stuff like that what are you currently doing I don't know and if you had questions about the job sometimes they can't even answer them yeah because that's they're just they're just doing their blanket statement of can we hire candidates. you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that does I mean, you have to start somewhere. So, like, mm-hmm. knowing how to handle those interviews is important, too. Yeah. And I think it's also just develop gathering information mm-hmm. for the actual people who are interviewing yeah. you. Which, I think phone interviews, I really dislike phone interviews. They're so, it's so hard because you're, you can't read the other person. Exactly. I haven't had a phone, both of the jobs that I ended up getting mm-hmm. um, had phone interviews where I remember hanging up and being like, man, that was horrible. <laughs> that was absolutely horrible. But they all, they turned out fine. And yeah. I think talking on the phone is something our generation just hates to do. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. So I think I, we're going to be our worst it. critics when it comes to a phone call because it's just sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know that's kind of the interview process. I don't know. There is, oh, one other thing I think before moving into getting a job offer is that question that comes in interviews of what is your expected salary? Oh my goodness. That is something, honestly, you can find on applications too. Like you mm-hmm. have to put that into, like before you even submit your application. Uh-huh. Which I don't know like how to even answer that. All I've ever done is 
Googled what the <laughs> average salary is and I kind of went like, okay, if I'm just starting, like this is probably where it's at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. You want to be like, oh, I want to make like this much money and they're like, no way. <laughs> but then also you don't want to like say a really low number. They're like, great, you're so hired. What a steal. <laughs> yeah, let's get up. Yeah. It is hard. Mm-hmm. I, at one point I was told to never say an answer, a number. Really? And I don't think that's what employers want. But I, I was think told so that at one point. Well, but, like, I know there was a job that I was applying for that you had to put that in to submit mm-hmm. the application. There are a few of them. Yeah. But, like, what do you do then if, if you can't Honestly, even... I would, I, I really should ask employers that now. <laughs> but I don't, like, I should ask people, like, who run companies and do interviewing, what's the best way to answer that? And what's your strategy mm-hmm. when someone says a number? Let's say they say 50. What's your strategy if you wanted to, like, does that change anything? Yeah, exactly. Does it make you increase or decrease? I think, like, you should know what you want. You mm-hmm. should have a general idea of what should I expect to get. Yeah. Because if you're going to have that conversation in an interview, you want to be able to say, like, this is, like, you, you don't want to be like, I have no idea what I want to make. Right. You know? I don't know the right answer, but I know that's not it. Exactly. Say, I don't know. Exactly. Or, um, what do you think? Like, no, you should have a number and say, like, you know, based on what I've researched, looking at markets, looking at other jobs type of thing, like... This is the number I'm coming up with. Even if you have, like, no idea if that's correct. And they could be like, you know, that's not what we can pay you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you should have a number in mind. Yeah. Even if you want to let them lead the conversation. Yeah. Which, like, there's not a whole lot of people who like talking about money. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a fun conversation, but it's a necessary conversation when you're, like, applying for a job, which is giving you a paycheck. Yeah. So, going that going forward with that... Typically, the next is, there might be one interview, there might be four interviews, there might be different kinds of interviews where maybe Mm -hmm. you're meeting the team next, or you're doing a skills assessment, or like they ask you to prepare a pitch or something like that. Yeah. But eventually, it's either going to come to getting rejected or getting accepted. Yeah, and you have to decide, in a way, like, if you're going to accept or reject the offer. Right, true. You Which, might, they might want you, but you might not want them. You might not. Or vice versa. I think one thing I remember hearing in college that was really helpful is, like, you don't have to take the first job that you get an offer for. Mm-hmm. Which, like, maybe that is your dream job, and lucky you. But, like, that's not always the case. Right. And so not to feel pressure, especially if you're interviewing mm-hmm. for other jobs simultaneously. Yeah. And I, I know it's, it's just super, probably super hard to be like, wow, it's my first job I've ever gotten. And mm-hmm. look at this number that they're willing to pay me. I've never been offered this much money before. I need a job, I'm going to sign a lease, but you don't have yeah. to. I think, you know, that said, like, don't snub every job because right. you have to start somewhere. You do. And I I think that's, it's it's important to realize, and so many people are like, have been talking lately of, this generation just wants their dream job and they're not willing to climb and they're not mm-hmm. willing to put the work in. And I think we needed to do our time in jobs and put the work in and stuff. We're not going to get the most, we're not going to become the CEO of a job. No, not overnight. It's it's a slow process. Yeah, but that said, like when you get an offer, I think one thing that we're figuring out is like, what is a good offer? Mm -hmm. And an offer is not just one number, yes or no. Yeah, you know, there is so much to look at that you just have to you have to have an idea of what you want. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not going to give me a health insurance package. Are you going to compensate that in the salary mm-hmm. and just stuff like that? And there's a lot of things to an offer. And there so, are. Mm-hmm. There's salary, which mm-hmm. we've already kind of touched on, but you need to have a number in mind. Mm-hmm. But then there's also other things to look at. 
Yeah. And I think something that we've learned is just like, what does a benefits package look like? Mm -hmm. Um, What are things that are really important to you? And like, does that job offer that? Like, does it offer flexibility within a PTO? Mm -hmm. Um, How does that occur? Right. Um, All of that. Right. A big one. And I think kind of like the most basic benefit thing is health, health insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, And typically, I'm not going to speak for all jobs, but what I've seen is here are three different health insurance plans we have mm-hmm. and different premiums, different deductibles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that. And a health and health savings accounts. And there's a lot of different things to keep in mind. And I don't know, some, it might be worth it. It might not be health insurance is just an interesting thing. These it days. really is. I listened to a podcast the other day on health insurance <laughs> and we are not doing a figuring it out episode on health insurance, but I have some words <laughs> and I would love to chat with you individually about health insurance. <laughs> I mean, it is a really big thing to keep in mind though, yeah. because it, it plays a big factor into life. Mm-hmm. So having one that you feel comfortable with that meets your needs, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Another one is retirement, which is when you're in your twenties, you're not thinking about mm-hmm. retirement, but every financial advisor would tell you to. Yeah about how it's so important to start saving things now mm-hmm. and obviously your 65 year old self is going to really thank you for your 22 year old self if you put some money away exactly and so some employers will do matches and so in my experience with the offers i've received that's kind of what it is and it, sometimes it's a this number match sometimes it's a this percentage match sometimes it's not sometimes it, i don't know i've seen a lot of different um, things and the offers I've received I don't really have a whole lot to say about that to be honest though I think a lot of it is like when you get your package like do a little bit of research mm-hmm. and to be like is this you know the best that I could in this field and is this what I want yeah. you know and then if there is something that you need to negotiate like have that conversation mm-hmm. I guess honestly um, just google it like yeah they go first <laughs> off the internet is just fascinating like if you want to learn something you the internet has dumbed it down so much <laughs> that even like someone who's like never heard of the term can like understand just as much as they need to yeah so so yeah google it and you'll probably come up with an answer mm-hmm. those are two of the big ones but there's like other things too that are a lot more just they aren't as black and white but it's more like holidays and pto yeah. because that's a big one actually that is because I think, like, one thing you realize when you get a job is that is like, oh, this is my life now. And mm-hmm. so, like, for better or for worse, you can love your job, but it's still work. Yeah. And so having a job that does have good PTO is really nice, mm-hmm. I would say. For sure. Um, whether it's accruing PTO of this is this is the time amount mm-hmm. that you accrue PTO in or you have this many days no matter what or mm-hmm. d- there's different things. Sometimes they might not even have a policy and it might be, hey, we're flexible. And then you have to kind of measure that out. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, you might have three days, you might have three weeks, and... If you're in education, you have three months, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) my mom was a teacher, and she always says that there's three reasons why you're a teacher, June, July, and August. (laughs) (sighs) We work June, July, and August. Yeah. I think, like, though, you have to have a job, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think, okay, so you can get a great offer, um, but then it's also just, like, trying to figure out answering it. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you were interviewing, you had an offer, but you were still in the interview process for the job you wanted more. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little tricky. Yeah, the timing was complicated. Uh, I had, I had been interviewing 
for a job and I had received an offer. And then I was also interviewing for another job at the time, but the process was a lot slower. Yeah. Just because every employer has a different process. Mm -hmm. Some are in a rush because they need to fill an opening position. Some just are adding a position and there's not a rush. Um, and so that made it really difficult because I need, I, it was really hard for me to say no to, to, to an offer when I didn't have a different offer in hand. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, there was times I was like, all right, well, I have to take the first offer that comes because I can't count on something that's not for sure. Yeah. Um, so the timing is huge, but it's also just something that, honestly, I've never heard of stories where it really can backfire on you if you're not just honest. Um, and you say, like, hey, I have another offer and, and I really want to keep exploring this one, but can you at least tell me the timeline? Can you at least be transparent about that? If not, speed up your process. Yeah, and exactly. They'll be honest with you. If they're like, we can't speed it up, mm -hmm. then they'll say it, but at least you'll know and you'll be able to come back with another to that to employer B and say, hey, employer A is, isn't going to be able to make their decision yet. Could you please wait? Well, and didn't you tell the original, the people that um, offered you at first, you said like, could I have 24 hours to yeah. think about it and kind of gave the mm -hmm. other um company time yep I did I said hey thanks for the offer I would like some time to think about it they gave I, I asked can I tell you on I think it was Friday and then I actually came back and said hey would you be able to give me a little bit more time mm -hmm. and they did and then I eventually did turn them down which is hard in a way to just like it's to be like no so I don't want to work for you after you have invested in yeah interviewing me and you have like said hey we want you mm -hmm. and to be like thanks I don't want you I don't know. I don't like saying that. Yeah, for sure. But but also, like, that's their job, too, is to, like, find someone to mm -hmm. fill it. And they right. They had other applicants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't tell me. But, yeah. So, that's kind of, that was my experience with receiving offers, accepting an offer, um, and just working out the timing in that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to wait however long you you've decided and actually start your job. Which is a whole experience in and of itself. Yeah. Like, the first day is crazy. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the most stressful point. Because you're like, there's so many questions of, what do I do? When do I do this? Like, where do I come to? Where do I park? Yeah. I, that's just a lot. And honestly, with that, I was freaking out on what I needed to wear, if I needed mm -hmm. to bring my own computer, if all this. And I would just, just ask. Like, they need to answer these questions, too, of like, hey, are we providing a computer and a technology yeah. for this person? Or are they bringing it themselves? So, like... It's stuff that it's so either trivial to them of mm -hmm. what you have to wear or it's stuff that they also need to think about where mm -hmm. it's not, I don't know, it's not annoying. I yeah, think. I think just asking and you can do it in a really nonchalant way. Yeah, like, thank you. I have some questions. Send a list. Mm -hmm. At your earliest convenience, please, please let me know. I'm excited to work with you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Those are just things though. Like, what do you wear to your first day? Um, I don't know. First off, if you went to an in-person interview, you know where to park. You know where it is. For sure. Do you bring a lunch? Do you not? <laughs> just stuff like that. Every job yeah. is different. I don't know. And then it's like, too, you get there, and there's so much learning that happens oh in the goodness. first... It's not the first day, but, like, months right. of a new job. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, well, how was your first day? What will you be doing? And you're like, today is not a representation <laughs> yeah. of what my job is. Exactly. Even tomorrow, even the next day. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're doing something completely new. Yeah. Like, if you're moving from one company to another doing the same thing, it's not as different. I mean, you still have to learn the ropes, and there mm -hmm. still will be lots of adjustments. But, like, when you're learning life, it's just... You're learning, which is fun. It is. And mm -hmm. I think, like, it can be just, like, you can really, if you love what you're doing, it's like, oh, this is mm -hmm. really fun to be able to see 
the opportunity to do this. Yeah. I also think when you're training someone, though, I haven't trained, but I've been trained. It's a it's a lot of work to train someone mm-hmm. to tell them how to do a job that like you just know how to do because it's your job. Well, and I think too, like highlighting like what is the most important thing for you mm-hmm. to know, like going into yeah. this. Like, okay, if after the first day you know one thing, like what is that? Because there's so yeah. many things to a job mm-hmm. that it can be a little difficult. And maybe it's just like how you clock in and out. <laughs> maybe or maybe yeah. it's how to check your email or what's a good system to. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be on your email all day, so check it every hour on the on the hour. I don't know whatever the company and systems are. Yeah. Place, but. Yeah. And then you have a job. And then it becomes your life. Because it just, like, seeps into every part of your life. Even though that sounds so depressing, it doesn't have to be. You could love your job. Oh, for sure. Or you could hate your job. But it is such a huge part of your life. (laughs) I think, too, like, especially at this stage, because it's, like, we're not married and we don't have kids. So Mm -hmm. when we talk to people, it's not, like, and we aren't financially set to be traveling or (laughs) advisors. You know, so it's, like... (laughs) How are your days and what's yeah. your day, your job? Exactly. So it just becomes like what you talk about mm-hmm. and then what you do Monday through Friday, yeah. sometimes on the weekends, you know, depending mm-hmm. on your job. But yeah, it is very much then like, okay, my life is, is scheduled around work. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. So yeah. first off, find a job that you like because it mm-hmm. does become a huge part of your life. You think about it. You talk about it. You do it every yeah. day. I don't know. It really is I, depressing, actually. I know now that this we say is like this. a very like, huh? Hmm. But like, if you loved your job, it's always a part of your life, and you'll think about it and you'll talk about it. Yeah, you can take it either way, but it's the same trivial fact. It is, and I think then like that's why I pace to do research beforehand. Mm-hmm. I pace to to do as much as you can to find a job that you really have yeah. to because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like it's just that's where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that we haven't quite figured out is, like, how to end a job just because we're still at the beginning Mm -hmm. of our careers. Yeah, and even though we have had a lot of jobs, like, Mm -hmm. you had a nursery job, like, not a nursery job, but, like, the the flower flower nursery and the bakery and the LX, like, you still, like, those all have natural endings when you're Mm -hmm. in that transition stage of, like, oh, I'm going back to college, oh, I'm moving away, oh, I'm starting an actual career, oh, like, school. Exactly. Oh, I signed up to do this job for a year, like. But but when it's like now you just are in a job, mm-hmm. I don't no, know how to end yeah. that. I, I don't either, to be honest, because I've never done it. Yeah. Um, all of my done or things I've been because they naturally end. Exactly. But I think we'll make a podcast about it when we get to that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we might be 40. <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, no. <laughs> I hope, I mean, you kind of understand the job process you've probably gone through it too and I think maybe you'll learn that like it's different every time honestly and I think like you can always learn something too Mm -hmm. about I guess each aspect of it you're sort of constantly growing in that Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like that's our experience (laughs) of getting a job and Mm -hmm. having a job and figuring out jobs just in general yeah and I mean like we said in the beginning like it is a really important part of life and you can't really like bypass that so mm-hmm. it's good to I think do research but also just know that like yeah everyone's in the same boat I mm-hmm. think yeah and next week we're kind of told doing like a 180 <laughs> when it comes to this not like professional but like this professional topic of getting a job and resumes and interviews and offers all of that. And benefits <laughs> to just 
plain old friendships. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of our lives, too. Yeah. So, and it's one when you're in this point that's like, it should be. Like, you want that. So. And, I mean, we're really excited to talk about our mm-hmm. friendships because we have great friendships. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's a topic we're really, really excited for. I don't know how much more to say about that besides we're excited. And hopefully there'll be a lot of funny stories. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's many embarrassing ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, friendships. Tune in next week for friendships. We are excited to dive into that. Have a great week, you guys. We'll see you next time.